That's plenty of you. Hello and welcome to Films and Swearing, the movie podcast that records straight out of Fife, Scotland. I'm your host, Stuart Sullen, and joining me is Magic Mike Christie. That's a little better. <laughs> See, I kind of thought maybe I should have a name. I've cried you Magic, Magic Mike Christie now. And unfortunately, the only really films that you could compare with Stuart is fucking Stuart Little. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, the, I'm the wee moose in the white jumper. <laughs> This is not nothing to do with the size of my cock. Oh, God. That used to be a joke that my father-in-law would often remind me of when I would used to come uh, like, up to their house and oh, back hide. Oh, yeah, mine, mine used to fucking tell me that. He would turn his back say, oh, that's Stuart Little at the door for you. <laughs> and say, oh, so this is how it's going to be between us for the next, well, for the rest of our lives. To be honest, I was actually waiting for him to like crack that joke when he was saying the speech at the wedding. Ah, that would have been an obvious one. Mm. But I think it would have been like a wee close in that circle that would have laughed about it, though, that kind of about it. Aye. There's a time and place for those jokes, and it's when I'm not there. Aye. Anyway, uh, you folks at home are listening to our Patreon-exclusive podcast on Alien Co- Covenant. Covenant, aye. Covenant. I always get, like, Convent. I always aye. think it's someone else. Uh, like all of our Patreon exclusive podcasts, these are available on patreon.com forward slash FAS podcast six months before they're made available on our iTunes feed. So, quick thank you again to all our Patreon subscribers for their continued support. But, obviously, now what you, you've come to expect from films and swearing, we like to spoil our films. Mm-hmm. And Alien Convent isn't getting any special treatment. So if you've not prepared to hear, if you, I've written that weird, if you're not prepared to hear what we're about to say about Alien Convent, stop the podcast now. Convent, Con- I'm kind of Did I say that again? Yeah, man, it's like you're talking like a cheap rip-off you buy out of the fucking 90s. Oh, I'm going to have to bleep out that P-word you just dropped. <laughs> but, aye. Right, so this is probably the best time for them to release a sequel to Alien Nation. Yeah, remember that one? Where it's like a buddy cop and goes James Caan. And... I think I've seen this. I think I've seen it. Uh, I, I had to think about it. I had to kind of like the drink blue goo. Oh, was, or... it like, was it like a TV spinoff as well? I, I think there that. was, yes. Aye. But, yes. So we're going to spoil that new movie for Ridley Scott. No, I can't pronounce. I was to hear about the James Franco spoiler. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, now, let's see, Alien Covenant is from director Ridley Scott. It stars Michael Fassbender, Catherine Waterstone, Billy Crudup, yeah. Danny McBride, Damien Birch, or Bashir. Is that how you pronounce that? B-I-C-H-I-R. Bitcher. This is fucking Damien. I D I D. E M I A, a little tick above it, N. Ah. Demian. 
Damien, that's a ah. nice centre bit better. Damien Bichev. Fucking. What was his name in Heat for you again? Bob. Bob. Aye. <laughs> Senior Bob. And a whole bunch of other folk that get killed off. And for the other famous folk, we've got James Franco, Guy Pierce, and Numi Rapace. Ah, uncredited. Yes. Now, so take it on the carpet, cat. I'm not going to play with you. Some Michael Fassbender finger in. But did I say that when I'm taking a drink? Got to get all our microphone equipment covered in bloody Pepsi Max. Uh, yes, let's see. Uh, for some folk that are listening that haven't watched this yet, what is the plot behind Alien Covenant? I'm right in saying that uh, it's 10 years after it Prometheus. Yes. And it's a. Uh... Oh, what's the name of them? What, like, the name of the, the crew? No, the, what their like, title is, like, what their, the ship carries. Oh, yeah, it's... it's Colonists. Ah, colonists. colonists. We need Matt Damon in here beside us to try and explain Again. all this shit. Ah, it's a group of colonists who are spending seven years. Ah, they get, ah they're spending seven years to get to this point, new planet. Yes, I go through space. And they end up somehow coming across a distress. It's not really like distress being... Ah, they start, start hearing fucking country road being uh, played in the middle of space. And then they realise that it's, it, it takes... How long does it take them? Like this is right, I'll take uh, a week. week. Your options are go back to sleep for seven years or fire across this wave in two weeks and fund it. And all the statistics of this magical planet is a lot better than where they're going. So, yeah. what's the worst that could happen? Thank God I ever took that seven-year sleep like. <laughs> uh, obviously, prior to seeing the film, I wrote down several questions. So, it is now time to answer these questions. But, first of all, Michael, what did you think of the film? Did you enjoy it? I'm still undecided. Because like, that's I, it. I, it's no, it's no bad, mm-hmm. but it's no great. I, I wouldn't put it on my top ten, and I wouldn't put it on my worst top ten. Aye. Well, that's it. We saw this on Monday, so mm-hmm. we've had three, four days to digest it. Yeah. And because that's it, I think, if we did that on Monday and then went to record it on Tuesday, you're still kind of in that, so, oh, just, uh, yes, so that's actually either really good or really bad. There's no... Uh, Still mixed feelings about it. Aye. Like, I, like, I think I was in the group that like, liked Prometheus. Yeah. I too. It was in uh, that group. And like I've seen far worse films. Like I think it could have been better, but you've, I think you really need to stop showing everything in trailers now. Right. Are, are, are you saying this film gave away a bit much in the trailer? Or... Yeah. To be fair though, like when I when I first seen the trailer, I think that's because the first trailer got dropped on Christmas Day, I think. It did, yes, and, aye. Um, I was like, oh, this looks fucking, this looks really good. Mm-hmm. It looked really intense and yeah. shit was going down. And it was, it was kind of similar to like Alien 3. Right. Because it was on like a different planet. Mm-hmm. And 
we called that never actually like, I, at first I, the trailer I think the trailer made you think that it was going to be actually on the ship like the whole film yes I, I thought that surprisingly it wasn't it mm-hmm. which was kind of similar to what fucking Prometheus was eh? it was everyone was taking place on that like, planet they were on exactly aye it is more or less it was just about them the expedition there yeah. then blink there they are and all the fucking chaos that ensued after it now yeah. um, the opening scene of this film was Michael Fassbender and Guy Pierce. aye having their little white room it was like maybe it was the origin of, of aye, the David origin of, uh, the android aye Wheeling like Wheeling Yutani they call it mm. the company uh, aye basically this was all the sort of way before like Prometheus and stuff. Ah, this was like David version one. Because I'm pretty sure was and Prometheus was fucking Guy Pierce's He was a fucking dead old dude ah, in a wheelchair, so Ah, so I think they said something in Prometheus it was like David version five at that point. Which is what I still didn't really understand is because if it only took place ten years after the improvements on David's. Aye. Well, that's I, I like to think of these androids as sort of like similar to like an iPhone. You get a new new one yeah. put out every year. So this version between David and Walter, obviously both played by Michael Fassbender, Walter is 10 years more up to date than David is. Yeah. Which goes to explain a lot later on in the film, but um, I it was... Not a strange introduction, but it kind of just gave you some backstory, like yeah. why he got the name David and all the sort of the creativity that they had implanted in his brain already, that he could belt out these tunes on the piano. Yeah. And, and even then he was already sort of questioning, like, what, what am I really here? Am I just a servant to you? And he's like, I'm going to shop and make my tea. Aye. <laughs> I'd be like... The fucking cup's aye, right it was, beside aye, you. It was quite fucking. It was quite. Like, instructive, eh? Like. Because he asked them, he was like, why did you create me? And was, you didn't like that fucking question. He was like, uh, you talk too much, just go and make the tea and shut up. Aye, play like play the piano. Beside you, pal. Aye. My second note on this was how was James Franco and Danny McBride? Do they spoil the film? Well, James Franco never got a fucking chance. Mm, nah. That was a big surprise. Like, Aye. in amongst the production of that film, one of the huge news stories was that these two big names have been cast in it. Like the guys from Your Highness and Pineapple, Pineapple Express. Express. This is the end. All these fucking stoner comedies, James Franco and Diane McBride are now in Ridley Scott's fucking new alien movie. Yeah. So. And it, it just and had. The thing is about like the, the trailer didn't actually show any James Franco as well. Aye, I reckon if maybe the early like the teaser trailer maybe showed you a clip of what we now know as the prologue, because they released a five maybe a seven five, five to five, seven minutes. Aye, it was some of them around the ship before they aye. go into their first hyper sleep. Like James Franco only had like a fucking blanket on him or something. Aye, I reckon what was up with him, but. When I was glancing through IMDb trivia, just so I could have little factoids to say throughout this, supposedly his last line of dialogue 
before they all go into hypersleep was like, I feel like I'm burning up. Which, next time you get to see him in that fucking film, he's being buried, well, fucking burned alive. Yeah, in his little sleeping pod. Which, I'm sure in one of his stoner comedies, he would have appreciated being hot boxed to death. But, <laughs> it was just, the thing is, they're in their little sleep suits, so they've got their little sleep uh, balaclavas on, which yeah. kind of ha- tucks in the hair, and you just kind of see like, his nose and moustache. And when he was bursting into flames, I, I leaned across to him and was like, was that James Franco? That can't be James Franco. <sighs> then, I was, then they fucking fire his charred corpse, shrunk wrap into space. Uh. I was like, how does he come back for that? Like, do they get to the island and he's landed and he's fucking came back to life? <laughs> landed in, like, some sort of sea, like in the movie Cocoon. And he's just coming out of the water going, hi, guys, I'm alive. But no, nah, he never came back. You saw him on an iPad. Doing rock climbing. Aye, letting his pal almost fucking drop to his death. But he was too busy pissing a bit with a camera, talking to his missus, who is, like, our lead character. Well, she is the lead of this film. Yeah. Daniels, I think her uh, her uh, call yeah. name was, but a, a strange choice to have a name in it, uh, just to not have them in it. Yeah. Then you've got uh, Danny McBride, who is I actually pretty fucking good in this film. Ah, uh, he wasn't his usual. Like, he could play serious as well as stupid. Yeah, well, I mean, also you've seen the stuff about him and that David, David Allen Green. Yeah. It's supposed to be rebooting the Halloween. Aye, so that's franchise. made it a lot, well, it was interesting to begin with, but now seeing this, that he kind of has a decent set of acting chops for a serious role. Yeah, I'm trying, I don't think he's ever done, has he done anything really... And see this apart for like say Tropic Thunder and shit. He might have, uh, but I'd imagine it'd be like one of those Sundance Film Festival movies that never really gets a big release. Yeah. And it's always just like. Ah, because he always just plays like the really loud, boisterous characters and all that. Ah, exactly. He's there to to be daft to make folk laugh and yeah. but. I mean, if you'd looked through his IMDb. Uh, filmography he might have one or two maybe independent things maybe something he's written because I think he does a lot of writing as well doesn't he aye like I just had him and that fucking Gordon Green someone aye. Joseph aye, that's it, that's Gordon it. Levitt not him <laughs> no I can you the guy is supposed to be doing the Halloween film aye Gordon Alan Green I think yeah nah I think when is that is that 2018 Aye, because... I can't see that I coming out this I, October. I think they're waiting, I think they're keeping it for next year because I think it'll coincide with 40 years. Ah. the first one. Very smart idea. Mm. A good way to market the film. Yeah. So, um... But I, I didn't think he ruined the film. I thought no. he played the character. It's quite... You can see... That's, I would, it's like... Covenant and the original Alien has got some similarities. Mm. You've got Danny McBride who plays Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And Alien you had oh, what's his name? 
guy that played Dallas. Right. Oh, I, he was in. He was in Ted. He had a cameo in Ted. It was with the guy, Mark Wahlberg's boss, with like, like holding his daughter to ransom. Tom Skerritt. Ah, right, right, right. That's it. He played Dallas in the first one, I think. Hmm. I, I didn't know if then I was. I was actually looking through to see if there was, if all the film, if all the alien films had characters based on like states City in America. Oh, all right, aye, aye. But I didn't think they did. And the closest thing you got to was you had Hudson, which was like like the Hudson River, but it's not actually a, a place. But. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed they seem to have some sort of alliteration when it comes to uh, naming their androids. I noticed they said they broke the chain with this one in the first Alien movie. Their android had an A in his name, and the other one, Ash. it was I, and then the second one, it was Bishop. Yeah. And then I think Bishop was in Alien 3 as well. And uh, then yeah. come Resurrection, it was an android that started with the letter C. Ah, uh, it was played by Winona Ryder. Hmm. And then you had David, David. and then this one they jumped right to Walter, which annoyed a lot of people with like OCD, yeah. like, like things in all order. <laughs> so it like, couldn't have been like an Edward or an Errol or exactly. It was an ah. Well, supposedly there were the names David and Walter is harks back to two of the original producers of the Alien franchise, something like Walter Hill and David Gibbons or something. Uh. So I'm not sure if that was the original reason why we got David and Prometheus, but uh. they were both still producers to this film as well. Uh. Now, I think it was just because it's like that franchise and how sometimes if you've come up with the characters, your name's always going to yeah. be on it. Like how John Carpenter's mentioned in every Halloween film. Aye, so it's always to do with the music, yeah. Aye. Now, for you, what was the best bit of this film? Obviously, let's exclude the ending, because we've got that at the end Aye. to talk about, but... Um, I think when you met David halfway through the film, Right. He appeared with the cloak. He looked like he walked right out of Assassin's Creed. Ah. Uh, <laughs> kinda. He, he, ah, just because he had his hood up. But when he pulled his hood down, he looked like the fucking father of Draco Malfoy. Ah, uh, fucking really, really long hair. Ah, eh? long blonde hair. I'm glad he I cut it in the very next whole, scene. That whole scene, well, not the whole scene, but the whole, that whole act of the film where they were in had to be compound, I thought was actually really well. It showed you the, the, the development of David. Yeah. And how he wanted to create things. Aye. Obviously, he tells the story that the... Oh, the false story. Aye, the false story that the the ship, the princess, like, crashed and him and Shaw survived. But then she ended up dying and obviously it was all bullshit. But uh, it's probably the bit where he, like, duped the captain oh uh, Billy Crudup's uh, character is O-Ram, O-Ram th- uh, this man of faith which was funny that they had like a religious element to it where he was always getting a little pep talk from his wife saying nah nah like when you, when they can like you've got faith and you're trying to lead people will just think you're a fucking crazy person and she's telling them to tone it down because these people are going to be mm. our neighbours eventually yeah. 
Are you talking about the fucking when he takes him down to the basement? Ah, that was like that's the moment where you're screaming at the TV in your living room, going, Aye. "No, don't look, no, no." But I that was a sinister, sinister scene. Yeah, like and. It tells you a lot that, like, even just for it was all Michael Fassbender's eyes as he was like on this ledge above, looking down at the eggs, yeah. and he's and he's just all nice and comes. Oh no, come have a look. It's perfectly safe. Nothing wrong. Yeah. Look into the egg, yeah. and just as it fucking happens, mm. and the fucking next scene, like where he wakes up, because you always kind of get the impression when you get a fucking face hugger wrapped around your face and hanging around your neck you think fuck you're dead but yeah. it never is it's the next scene of him just waking up yeah wondering what happened uh walter say this and he's like i'm not walter and he's like oh shit yeah hi why are we in this creepy basement <sighs> and what i like it was accelerated the chest bursting scene aye. i kind of thought that's going to stick in a bit for 10 minutes and when he's back with his crew we're going to get aye, that similar really... to the first one but it was like ah because that was the this one was called a neomorph mm. now i thought the wee ones that ripped out of the two security guys were neomorphs oh, just because they're like these wee skittish white albino ones because I think they had said something about the one. Well, no, it happens to two of them, but I thought because Oram gets the chest burster, yeah. and, and then I the... felt they referred to that as a xenomorph, like what you get from Alien, the, yeah. the fucking alien. And then later on, when you've got Senior Bob in the same state of affairs where the face hacker grabbed him. They thought they'd got him off, but that was obviously still enough time for it to shove a seed down his throat. That wasn't Senior Bob, it was the other guy. It was Bob Powell, with the beard. Are you sure I thought it was Senior Bob that was getting all the putty on his face and the med bay and he was I asleep? I know, because he, um, because he got attacked. Aye, well, they cut the face hugger off his face. And there was the acid for the oh, face hugger that yeah, burnt his cheek. So you're right. So you're right. But that's it. You, you never get to see the fucking exit. You just see yeah. the torn corpse and blood everywhere, and the fact that these these things grow quicker than fucking a motherfucker. Like that was a full blown fucking eye tearing up that couple in the shower. Oh, I know. So, and that I think that's maybe. Like you talked about that middle act there, the I think maybe the bit of the third act, like the final half when they get back on the ship, mm. and the whole thing happens to Senior Bob and uh, it's getting the... like the claustrophobic part of that when they're being chased by the alien and they've got, um, I Walter's narrowing down I the path they're that. trying to lock it, and. Or it's all that shit. Actually, I'm thinking of two different parts. More or less when you have Daniels fighting outside uh, on their... She's tethered to a crane. Oh, that's the same. That's when they're uh, taken away. That's when they're trying to take off. Aye. That's when the and they get the crane. Them. Exactly. And they got the crane. Aye. That was the xenomorph that got out uh, Oram. 
Aye. The captain that looked in the egg. Aye. Aye. Because that was it. Like, some, I've read somewhere where folk were kind of criticising the CGI to this, but I think maybe other than the Neil Morse skittering about and jumping around, that, that obviously looks a little bit overly computer generated aye, I can remind you a bit like the, like the raptor scene in like Jurassic World and all that aye like overly aggressive in your face but the all the xenomorphs look pretty legit they looked mm. whether like um, maybe some bits were physical effects maybe aye, that one fighting on the crane was fake but one other bit that really interested me was when you seen David was flying that ship and he came across all the... Oh, the, the engineers. Engineers, aye. Mm-hmm. Aye. The, he had fucking some white hair going on there. Aye. And he was dropping in those black... The parasites. It was like the same aye, it standing like, on. Aye, that, that was like it's, an evolution. Because originally it looks like you're holding a glass bottle of Coke. Like space age coke, where and you snap it, and then that thing becomes airborne. Yeah. Like sometimes there's always an annoying thing where there's guys looking at these things and they prod them, and then they get the spores burst in their face, yeah. and like, why would you prod something? Or what? Oh, you look like you just stood in fucking dog shit. Why would you? Aye, why would you stand? That's how the first guy Those gets neomorphs infected get... with the neomorph with Aye. the bloodbuster. Those fucking death scenes are horrific. Uh, What would you rather? The Bat Buster or the Chest Buster? Oh. (laughs) The the Chest one... Well, you mean like Captain O'Ram getting out of the chest? Fuck it, him and... uh, Because his other pal, when they're getting back to the ship, it just looked like it just ripped open. Like he threw it up, but it just pulled all his fucking... Ah, it came out. Ah, eh? ah, it was just—it was like it was just depending which way they wanted to come out. Like ah. that poor cunt that go out at the back and the spikes—that was horrific. Ah, like that was a his fucking body was like, like a fucking what's the thing, an accordion. Ah, he was just like, old, fucking put some general commentary on that. Good God! Ah, you fucking going mental, and then by the time it fucking shot over him, he just bent or backwards, limp, just. Like a, as if like a snake shed its skin, uh, but aye, that's it. The I would have I reckon if I liked all this stuff about the engineers and see that's the thing though, right? That bit with David with the engineer where he dropped all the aye. Was the engineer still alive? In Prometheus, because I thought. At the start, for me, you saw one. You saw one or two engineers. I'm pretty sure if you, so I've got the blurry there, and and there's an alternative opening. Mm-hmm. There's two of them talking, right? And one of them gets infected. Aye. With the, the parasite stuff, the black mm-hmm. stuff. I thought that was the end of the engineers after fucking. Because remember, because it ends with one basically being strangled by what will eventually become the alien. Huge thing, eh? Ah, it was it was like a tentacle had grabbed them and then just stuck it in his throat and then birthed Aye. what would eventually evolve into a, a xenomorph. Yeah, but that was sort of like what you all really wanted to see at the film because did they not have it for a while saying, "Oh, this is not related to the Alien franchise," and yeah. then the last scene is like, "Oh, we've made an alien." Yeah, 
but it was like the worst kept secret. Yeah. But aye, it was weird to see hundreds and hundreds of engineers. Like, just the fact that you saw one standing over a waterfall at the beginning, yeah. and then one at the end, it felt like it was sparse, whereas he looked like David had found him at the fucking, in the high street, and there's hundreds of them, yeah. and then just chucked all the black liquid down. Are you kidding what it was? It just kind of all turned them to stone, almost. Aye. And I could remember they were, it's like, aye, they're all, it's like... It was like the, the fucking... The that apocalyptic blast for Terminator Two, and all of you just turned to ash. Aye, and that was it. They're walking like the fucking crew from the ship when walking past them, aye, when but... David takes them back to the compound, and they're just walking past them. They all just look like statues. Yeah, and this just weird thing. So that bit was a bit foggy for me, but we repeat view, and I'll probably sort that out. Yeah, what was maybe the worst part for you? I would say it's got to be a bit of a slow start, but so does the original way then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, by the time... Aye, because to me, it didn't feel like a, a slow start. I don't know how long that film was actually on for, but maybe two? But, aye, but two was give or take. Aye, because I never thought that until we'd finished, and then my brother-in-law piped up saying it was a bit of a slow start, and then when I was taking a leak at the urinal... After seeing the film, there's a dude in a cubicle next to me saying, that film was a bit of a slow start. I was like, why is Obdi looking to share their opinion with me? (laughs) (laughs) Even like when I'm trying to take a slash, but... I don't know, I I thought maybe it was was interesting enough, maybe, Because, like I said, what all happened to begin with, we had... Because you've seen water running through the... Aye, going through the shit. All the wee diagnostic stuff. Exactly. And then it ends up... And that that cosmic sort of burst right. that hits the sails and that's what causes, causes a fire and what... for him to wake everyone up as like an emergency protocol yeah. and that's yeah. when they hear about the distress about country roads because Danny Bryden accepts that while he's fixing the fucking ah he picks up a signal and he plays it it's in his helmet aye. and then they play it back and he catches the tune and so it all kind of really progresses on and then they get to the planet and it they get quite quick to the spores part as well. It's not like they're on the planet for a couple of days and then one of them finds something. Yeah. It all kind of happens on the first day. Aye. So. I don't, I, I wouldn't say it's got a really bad part. Aye. I think the, the most cringe-worthy moment for me like, you'll know, because I I grabbed your fucking oh. arm, and I was like, are we about to see what the fuck is about to happen on screen? The moment where David decides to kiss Walter, and I, I, I'm thinking back on it now, I don't think about it as it. bad <laughs> as it was. It's probably the It's a very there. jarring moment, like where... Like that and the recorder scene. Ah, that's what I was going to I say. felt like those scenes are the scenes you would get if you got to watch the director's extended cut. Like, if those scenes weren't in the movie, uh, it wouldn't affect it either way. Like, that recorder scene, if that was not there. Ah, uh, uh, Okay, it's taken away a wee bit of development between Walter and David, 
but do you think that would affect the story at all? Is more or less in that second interaction when you eventually fucking d- d- does he hit him in the neck, stab him in the neck? Was it? I don't know it, what the fuck he does because I, I, I read through Wikipedia this morning just like the plot, just to kind of refresh myself, and it gave me the impression that he hits him in the throat with the recorder. I mean, that's quite a big thing see, to like, punch somebody in the neck with. Because you grab me. Aye, the I'm... moment they locked lips, like, Michael Fassbender is kissing Michael Fassbender <laughs> in a fucking I alien genuinely, movie. I genuinely thought you grabbed my arm because you were anticipating the fucking... Like a jump scare. Aye, because that's exactly what I knew was happening. I knew that fucking David was... Oh, he was going to fucking jack Walter up. Like, just going to snap his neck or something. Aye. I, I, can I just thought like and then the fact that you let go and then he done it and I was like I, then he the, grabbed it the wrong part I never knew you grabbed because of that I was like this is so fucking weird what the <laughs> fuck are they thinking but it was weird because when he hit fucking when he whatever he done to Walter he, like he a, folded he done the accordion he just whoop, he uh, let it's like and it's like his, was it his eyes or his mouth are like a white light it uh, like it's like down. exactly it's as if you had like one of those toys and turned over and you put the pen in the hole in the back of it and it went back to factory settings. That's what I looked as if what he did. He fucking found the pressure point that I just fucking shut yeah. him down. And then obviously, you see. Um, and the liquid terminator moment where it, his skin just heals up. Like whatever puncture wound he uh, had in his neck. And just like this water effect of it healing. And that's when the. One of the lasses goes away to go get a, a shower or whatever. Aye, then, I'm going to have a shower in this creepy room. And then the xenomorphs there. Aye. No, it was a necromorph. The neomorph. Aye, the neomorph. Which, was, the evolving neomorph. Aye, it was evolving because it was taller. And then that's when you seen David true. Aye, because... He was like... Con- was he controlling it or was he... No, it was, he, it was like he was that close to communicating with aye, it. Like, he could trust him, he said. Aye. And like that was a huge moment for him. But of course the fucking captain capped it. Fired yeah. a few shots, put it down... For the safety, because it just fucking tore the head off one of his ah, crewmates ah, and chucked it in the bathtub. I know. So. Fucking sunscreen, you type the bath bomb. Aye. Well, just her head bobbing there. I know. Aye. And I have to admit, fucking Michael Fassbender plays a fucking creepy bastard. Like. He is, like, halfway through it, I was in two minds, like, is he the worst? This is quite strong. Is he the worst thing that's happened to this franchise? But by the end of it, it's like he's probably one of the best things that's happened to these films. Like, you can't not like Michael Fassbender. Yeah. He's just makes things ten times better. Like, I have no intention of watching Shame, though. I, I've watched most of it. I was on... I'm trying to think what kind of film I could compare it to if it was like Drive Without a Car. Uh. But uh, I was just sort of like a miserable brother and sister... Uh, I think Aldi was talking about the being right because he just like was what, nude on ah uh-huh. like the first scene was him walking from the bedroom to the toilet to a piss then walk back to his bed <laughs> and there's like, a stationary camera in the hall where you kind of just like oh I guess that's his willy then yeah but, but like I think because he plays such a like a dark character like I kind of he plays that best ah because he, he like he was really good in like as Magneto in the, mm-hmm. like the new X Men films and stuff, but I pretty I forgot that he was 
Kenyali Sinister and Prometheus as well because he had exactly. that other agenda to keep him the fucking the sample with the the liquid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was it because it would have helped maybe watching Prometheus again yeah. before seeing it, but it was he was more or less an evil cunt and. Yeah. All I remembered was the engineer ripping his head off his shoulders Aye. and chucking him away. That's why it fucking confused me when you seen him a full-grown full man again. again. But they explained that, that fucking Dr. Shaw pieced him yeah. back together and all this. I bet I thought it was quite... I kind of made me laugh a bit was when Walter, when they were getting attacked by the neomorphs in the bushes. Yes. And he just fucking punches one of them. Ah, he just fucking sticks a fist right in its gub. Ah, and then the acid just melts away his hand and he's just like, eh. Ah, I'll just pick another one up at the shop when we get back. And then obviously, and then you get that fucking battle between <clears throat> David and Walter. Aye. Before they take off. That's it. That was a huge... I think that was maybe... I didn't think the film needed, needed a big fight scene. No, I didn't because it was a proper, like, it turned into an action movie Aye. for a minute, like, a superhero style action movie, like, cause, well, a, a Terminator style yeah. act, like, it was your T-1000s yeah. and the T-600 or something, like, because mm. they're throwing each other across the room, Aye. and Daniels had gotten in at that point, and she found out that the captain's dead, fucking... Rosenthal was dead in the shower room and so she's trying to get away. She's found his plans, all the sketches of Elizabeth yeah. uh, on more or less he, he just used her to her. evolve the the aliens through her yeah. and all the dissecting and his fucking creepy artwork. Yeah. All these fucking pencil drawings. So like his true evil agenda has been revealed at that point. Yeah. And it is then you just have your two Fucking Walt, David and Walter fighting. It was like the the fucking ending to Jet Li's The One. Yeah. Just having the two same cunts fighting each other. And then it shows you Walter getting up her hand. And. And then it cuts later. There's like a moment where it's like, we gotta fucking go. And then it, like, it cuts on like a deciding blow. And you're thinking, wait, we've done that. And then just Walter. Yeah. Walter, air quotes, Walter. Gets yeah. on the ship. And... Got the arm hanging off him. He's got the accent. Exactly. The, like, the hair it has to be that. him. And that was... Maybe one of the great little tricks they played. Whereas everyone knew. Everyone was playing. The fact that you did not see either one of them die. Yeah. You're thinking, it's the evil one. That has to be the evil one. Yeah. It has to be the evil one. And, and they then trust the longer them. it went on, the longer it... I was more convinced that... Oh, Maybe, Maybe it's not. It's just one of these fucking movie tricks. Yeah. But it was... It wasn't... More or less, it wasn't until the closing line of the film. Yeah. But that, what, I've, what I've noticed about the alien films is the only way... They, that fucking aliens must have gotten tired of getting fucking like, thrust into space. Because <laughs> there was a happening in the first and a happening in the second one. It's the easiest way to get it. Just fire it out the fucking poop shoot. Just I know. flush it into space. But I have to admit that it was... It kind of like... When things wanted to work out, it gave you the idea that maybe it was going to get the better of them. Mm-hmm. And then, not only does it get 
thrusting the fucking deep space, I guess. Thrusting the deep space and peeled onto a fucking buggy. Ah, exactly. And I almost <laughs> thought, because it was just Tennessee and Daniels at this yeah. point, and they're in the spacesuits, and she has to play bait yeah. to get the alien in front, and the truck to fucking ram it. She ducks just in time. And she kind of had like that laugh and relief on her where everything's safe, but then something grabs her foot and yeah. pulls her away with it. I was waiting for like sort of that shock moment, but they never went for it. Yeah. And because the, the fucking real monster's still on board. <sighs> and it's all when said, right, let's settle down, let's go to our cryo sleep. Fucking Tennessee's away to his bed. That's him fine. And she climbs into her cot, shuts the door, and says, right. This is as long as me and you remember to build that cabin by the lake. Ongs will be cool between us. And he just has that fucking vacant look. Where he just, he doesn't understand the reference. And he's like, uh, yes, of course. Like, no. The cabin in the woods, remember that story we tell at the start of this film? That little personal moment between us of, <gasps> you're not water. <sighs> and the horror, because I'm pretty sure the score goes up at that point. Uh... And... It's the complete helplessness that you're in your little glass coffin about to be put into cryogenic sleep for seven years. Yeah. And the fucking, the monster's in control of the ship. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, everything will be fine. Don't worry, don't let the bed bugs bite. That's such a fucking sinister word. Aye, and there's delivery of it. It's perfect. Like, he's just cold. Like, you could... You'd feel the hairs on your neck go up as he's just uh, looking over you as you're helpless and you're being forced to sleep and he's in charge of the ship. Mm. And he starts fucking regurgitating little face huggers, yeah, putting them in the cabinet. Yeah. I like to think in that last scene where the ship's about to take off and he has to basically kill Walter. He says, right, my left's here. I better chop off my arm. Um... Fuck, nobody will notice the hair. Right, grab a couple of face huggers, swallow these. Right, go get my left. He runs out to the car, his arm here, and just fucking swallowing his tea as he goes out. It was it, a fucking brilliant ending to it. Uh, I and think that was probably the saving grace of the film. Aye, it was the whole thing. And looking back on it, there's supposedly there's a really telling moment in the movie that should have well maybe maybe we never guessed it but like when they get on the ship and they're all safe but obviously walter and david had quite a scrap and he has like this big cut in his face right. and uh, daniel helps him staple right, it. it now remember back to when walter gets fucking jacked in the room and you see the liquid turn like his skin healing up right. with the liquid effect fuck would point out that should have been the moment there where his, his skin should have just done the liquid healing thing and they need to put any staples in his face but with David being this older model who him himself said ah, like I and well she never thought of it either they think they would whether they would know that about their robot or not but supposedly that was supposed to be a telltale sign that the ah. wrong man was he was well David was on the ship yeah well, well that was a clever wee note that I never noticed yeah but I think I really liked the ending like I was saying that to one of the boys at work I was like and the ending made the film just a, just a bit better aye I know some folks say a good ending doesn't make a good film but it's 
there was really good bits in that film and the fact that it had that ending to cap it off made it a lot better. Like, because yeah. I was quite mixed reactions when it finished. I Aye. was still really hung up on that fucking man on man, same man. It's kind of interracial. Aye. And like the recorder scene where like David wanted to see how like how creative Walter was. And of course Walter's only got one hand so he presses the fucking recorder to his mouth and they use the lines such as I'll do the fingering you blow into the tip and, and I was like oh my god you're just oh I'd imagine Surely there's a, whoever was writing that script had a wee chuckle with uh, there's a thread on reddit probably just dedicated to that scene alone <laughs> where just fucker making memes and having chuckles to themselves <laughs> like just and it was it was also just to build the story between the two but it was just such a fucking weird, weird mm. moment. I guess they just kept that for like a deleted scene. Aye. Just where, like, I let the the director just fucking embellish a little. Let him bend yeah. all the bits he wanted to. Because that's it. Are we going to get, like, a different cut when we come to Blu-ray? And... Oh, I don't know. Because I don't think Prometheus wasn't any different upon Blu-ray release, wasn't no, it? I think I just got... Um... Like just deleted scenes and stuff. Exactly, I'm pretty sure the Blu-ray has like a four-hour documentary on it, on Prometheus. Alright. Which I could show you like the parts of Scotland that they filmed it in and all that. Aye, and like that's the thing about this film. That had some fucking wonderful landscapes in it. Aye. Like when they were trekking through the woods and they were going alongside the forest where the engineer ship had cut off the heads of all the trees. Like this film was fucking visually stunning. And I think that's always a thing you could kind of get with Ridley Scott films. Mm. Like, he made the fucking, like, Mars look interesting. Ah, something the scenery in that film was absolutely brilliant. So, um, who died? That was one of my notes here. The favourite death. Who died the worst? Who got it worst? Because uh... you've got those two dudes with the spores. You've got Maybe one thing, like, when you had Tennessee's wife, the doctor, and the dude that had the neomorph fucking birth out his back, mm. it was a bit shitty to lock her in there. There was plenty of time to let her out of that room. Aye, I think, I think that they not just lock her in because they're trying to keep it quarantined. Maybe. But I still because, found that... Because they didn't know what it actually was. They thought it was, like, airborne. Aye. And what was worse was the last I was locking them out got blood sprayed in her face. Aye. So I thought if this was an infectious thing, the fact she got sprayed over her pus, like this is clear sign that she's fucked as well. But yeah. she went daft with that shotgun and fucking blew up the ship. Oh no! Like, like she, you see when she was running, she was fucking banging off the everything. Aye, and falling down the wee stairs. And aye, but I think maybe just. The man of faith and the face hugger has to be just like probably the best death of the film. To be fair, I didn't really like him. I didn't really think he was that good. Aye. I think the fact that it was ironic of what happened because he was the one that defied. Aye, he said, No, let's go here. He defied, um, what was her name? Daniels. Daniels. About saying, Ken, I really think we should go and this will be better for all of us. Mm-hmm. And then also, you seen it yourself when they got to David's bit and he was like, I've made a mistake. Eh? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I've just got a note saying the ending. Like, actually, we've talked about the ending enough. Now, when I was saying to you, what else are they going to do another one of these? And I should have thought, like, when reading back to this, supposedly uh, Ridley Scott had announced that it was a trilogy in 2015. Like, when, more or less the announcement that he was going to make Alien Covenant, he was going to do two more films mm. and have it more or less as the Prometheus trilogy. Yeah. So, we should be expecting one more of these films in maybe the next, I guess, three, five yeah. years. But, surely fucking Ridley Scott must be a good age now. Ah, no, he's still pumping out films, eh? Aye, there's no one slowing him down. But, I think one thing... I would like the fucking sequel to this to be, it has to be, like, a direct follow-on from this, or in seven years' time. When they get to the... The other end, where they're coming out, they're, like, you have to have Daniels and Tennessee waking up for the cryo sleep. No, and they die. Because remember the recording they play at the end of the film. No, no, I don't remember the recording. The recording at the end of the film with Daniels. Saying that he was never in control of the shit which was the Covenant. Aye. And um, saying that they died. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure they said that there was a life form on the ship. Aye. And that everybody else died apart from him. Ah, oh, vaguely remember that now. Ah, <clears throat> oh, man. Because it was. I just wanted to see what happened next, but because I feel like we have to follow fucking David's. Like David's the link. Between these two, that we can't have the third movie without David's presence in it. Yeah. Because it's that, and then the only way I could feel that they finish off this third alien movie is to kind of finish it like a Rogue One oh, style and ending. Between... Like as soon as it ends, basically the next movie begins. I still not seen Rogue One yet. So. It is, it's really one of those things, by the time it finishes, you're more or less just waiting for a new hope to start right after it. Yeah. So, I can't quite remember how Alien started, because, to be honest, I've only really watched them once, twice See, a piece. See, that's the thing, though, right? Well, it's I know a... it's supposed to be a prequel and all that, but Alien Covenant is a year, no, like, 21 something. Aye, 2107 or something. What fucking year is it in Alien? Aye, that's it. He's got to have, to have a think about that if he did. Right, if you, that's what I was, that's the worst thing. If I you put a timestamp on your film, then you kind of have to adhere to that. Yeah. Because, aye, it's got to, have to be in the future. Because I don't know how aliens that far into the future. Yeah. Because well, well back back then, they would have like when you had like Demolition Man set films in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. And you get to 1997, it's like, wait, that's nothing like this. But yeah. I, I, at first I thought that a little bit weird about Alien Covenant, that they're all running about with uh, GoPro cameras. Yeah. Then, of course, it, it's fucking hundreds of years into the future, so. Yeah. And that's probably why a lot of people are shitting on it. Well, because it's, if it's meant to be a prequel, then. They have advanced technology that isn't present in. The original yeah. ones. That was always like the same argument I used to have about well Star Wars, like when Darth Maul pulls out a dual ended fucking lightsaber. 
And it's like, where the fuck were they in the other movies? Yeah, because that's what a lot of people are all, like, always say as well, that like, films that get made set in a time and it's like an action film, they pull a gun that, that if you actually look up, it isn't actually made until years after the film. And oh, it isn't a true representation of whatever that year is. Mm-hmm. But, just need to wait and see. Aye. But then, I've still not looked up on that thing we talked about the other night about that Neil Clom- Blomkamp. Ah, uh, yes, his, his, his take on Alien following Alien 3. Was his not following Aliens? I think it's because I'm sure he had Sigourney Weaver and I think he had the guy that played Hicks mm. in it as well. But also, I've not had nothing. Aye. Okay, so uh, do you have any? Do you have any note? Anything else you want to talk about? Alien, Covenants? Oh, I think we've said enough. I've pretty much covered everything. I think. Aye. How do we look at the budget for this one? Uh, according to Wikipedia, it cost ninety-seven million. Is that more or less than Prometheus? Oh, I never thought about that. Um. When I feel a film comes in under a hundred million, like that's actually probably you're doing an all right job. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Prometheus. Yes, it does help if I spell that correct. Bye. As uh, this film has been dragged over some hot coals, like some people. Nah, I can, I, I, maybe I just didn't take it that serious. Now, here we go. Budget. They kind of clarify it. They've got between 120 and $130 million. All right. Give or take $10 million. Yeah. But it made $400 million back at the box office. So this one, because this comes out in, in the States tomorrow. Yeah. So, as usual, it always shows up here like a week early. Um, and last I looked, I think, foreign market, which comes under us and anywhere other than the States on Box Office Mojo, it raked in $40 million. Uh-huh. So, it's going to make its money back easily. Like, it's going to make, a, it's easily going to make $100 million in America. I think people are questioning whether it's going to dethrone Guardians of the Galaxy 2 from the number one spot. Yeah. Which I think it will. Guardians has had a good three, four weeks. Yeah. Uh, maybe three weeks in America. But it's a, this is a different type of beast. Mm. Like Guardians of the Galaxy is your friendly alien movie. This yeah. is now like what your fucking parents have been wanting to watch. This is your more dark, scary, sinister yeah. alien movie. So, other than that, um, filmsandswearing.com for housekeeping things, links to our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Amazon. We will be recording our uh, 1981 episode next. American Werewolf in London. Aye. And I will take it for there. Uh, shout out to Andros for the theme music. Thanks to Stu and our faithful listeners for tuning in each week. Letting us fill your lugs. But it is now that time of the night for us to pull out and pull up the theme music. So, to everyone at home, 
Must have let the bad bugs bite. Must Oh, don't let the bad bugs bite. Aye. Fuck off and tune in next week. You want to have a look at my recorder? Huh? Nah. <laughs> 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 ah, we just need to decide, right, we'll flip a coin to see who does the fingering. <laughs>